Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. I'm not going to ask how we're doing because we're not okay. We are not okay. And you're right. I think if we've learned anything in the last several days, it is to be very aware of how we're speaking to people and how we are engaging with people um, and how we check on people. So I appreciate that. Yes. We have a, a slightly different setup today. Um, fresh content, immediate and relevant to the world that we're in right now. And I thought that mm-hmm. that was important. We thought that was important. Uh, communicate with you all about what's happening in the world and provide some resources. Yes, this is our, um, we're going to be providing um, resources that we've been engaging with um, around the Black Lives Matter movement and everything that's been going on um, over the last week and a half. So there is a lot being shared on every single platform right now, as there should be. Um, But we want to make sure that not only are we taking time to read through and understand and learn about and have these conversations, but make sure that that leads to sustainable change in our world. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what we're going to share today, the resources that we've been, um, again, engaging with, we are committed to having ongoing conversation. So we make sure that this isn't just a, you know, right now moment, as Mm -hmm. it seems to have been in the past, but really making sure this is something that that we get comfortable with being uncomfortable and we move forward thoughtfully and we're having good conversation. Um, And so while we're not excited to be having the conversation, I am looking forward to where this leads and hopefully it leads to sustainable change in our Mm -hmm. world. Oh, it's something that I think there's a situation where we're in a place of a lot of work needing to be done and being aware of that happening. And we're obviously pushing for that. Um, It means that there's a lot of work for non-Black people to do, to educate themselves. We need to listen to Black people and know their stories. Um, I think considering how we can start to make change in our own communities, especially with uh, uh, many primary elections happening at the same time that all of this is going on, uh, making sure that we can vote for change in our own communities, um, resources where we know which uh, grassroots Uh, organizations to donate to um, and really focus on making change happen across the country um, because we have a lot of work to do, hands down. Absolutely. Yeah. And what we'll share here, there's so, there's so much out there and this is just like a very small segment of it. Um, It's where we've found the most kind of help for ourselves and how we talk to each other and talk to our friends and family um, and share on our different platforms. And so there is so much more and we Mm -hmm. will continue to work towards sharing more than what we have shared here. But we thought that this was a start um, and a place where we can grow from and um, people and Um, you know, outlets that we've already learned a lot from and are happy to be sharing today. Mm -hmm. And Um, and with that, all of our, all of the links and uh, resources that we're mentioning will be linked in our show notes so that you have somewhere to go to. We'll obviously share it on our Instagram as well. Um, But if you need, if you're, you find something that we talk about helpful, visit queenspeaking.com slash 123 and then on Instagram at queen underscore speaking. And uh, we're ready to have the conversation. 
with everyone yes. and definitely sharing lots of things that have been meaningful and, and change making for us. Absolutely. Um, so some background for this episode, if you are actually living under a rock, which is incredibly disappointing, but um, so the background for this episode, why we're starting here, what what we're doing, um, the recent murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, David McAtee, and Tony McDade, um, among many others from the last several years, re-sparked this conversation around racism in America and the Black Lives Movement as a whole. Um, and it really feels like there's a, a different conversation happening. It feels like we are more united around the goal of making change. We are more committed to progress and to hard conversations and to what it means to be um, an accomplice in this work with Black people and what it means to uh, be anti-racist, not just mm-hmm. not racist. Um, and the language feels different. I've been working with DNI diversity and inclusion work for the last few years, and this just feels like a different conversation than we've had before. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really um, encouraging while also being a lot to take in, obviously. So we've been reading, we've been listening, learning, and sharing to make sure we're uplifting Black voices while also owning our own responsibility um, to make our world a more equitable place. Um, 100%. So we're... we're we're, we're doing what we what we can and what we have to do and what we want to do to continue the conversation. Um, and we're keeping in mind that this work is hard and it is emotionally taxing, um, especially for Black people that have been experiencing this for 400 years. Um, but we also want to remind that it is no one's job to teach you, to make you listen or to make you read. This has to be something that you own mm-hmm. on on your time um, and with people in your own life. And that, again, not easy and and not something that will come easily to most of us, but we're all starting somewhere. And if we can remember that and have grace with each other while also understanding that there's a lot of anger here in this work um, and we take ourselves out of it, but own our relationship to it, we can, we can move forward for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I think the important thing is that we need to show up and support. Um, Calling out bad behavior is something that I think is part of the narrative that wasn't necessary because so much of it before was like, well, I'm not racist. And the fact that there's this shift to how can we be anti-racist and how do you how do you do that work yourself to educate and and have a better understanding of people's perspectives and and teach yourself what you need to know to speak up in those situations and be able to move forward for change and i think the the biggest thing and the thing that i've i've been focused on these last few days is like we really need to commit to being someone that speaks up um and getting prepared to feel uncomfortable and knowing that it's important for us to be uncomfortable in these conversations because they need to be had and we have to start pushing back on certain things and calling it out uh because without that and and thinking about it in a constructive way too because i think like there's there's part of it where it's like you're going to start these conversations with the people that are in your circle your family your community your friends at brunch and that's where it should start because that's where those things kind of like 
grow and manifest in a larger capacity and make change. But being able to have the right language to speak to that, I think, and like, and the perspective and the understanding is part of this that I, I don't think has been within the conversation that we've had in recent years. And I think that's like the shift that, um, that has been really impactful. Um, and as we start to think through this, like, let's talk about resources that have been helpful because there's been so much reading that we've been doing that have been has been like wildly helpful in just providing more in input and insight and just perspective in having more black voices show up in in the world that we live in absolutely um yeah so we broke down the resources that again that we've been kind of paying attention to for um, you know, either a while or the last week or making sure we're tuning into these voices and, and these outlets um, more intensely, especially over the last week. Um, so we broke down into podcasts, books, articles and websites and social media because that has been, I think, mm-hmm. for I don't know about you, Bron, but um, that is like the platform I engage with most <laughs> is mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, and it's been uh, really really helpful to see from some of the people that I've been following how they are now sharing more and differently um, around this work and and how they're contributing to this work and how we can learn from them um, along with some of the the podcasts and and other stuff that we're reading. Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, so the podcast that I've heard and like listened to myself well, and also heard from other people that are really helpful in um, doing this work have been Code Switch, which is um, a podcast from NPR. It is not all it's it's probably between like 20 minutes and 40 minutes an episode um, and they dig into different topics and it is um just one of those ones I was listening to one of the episodes the other day where they were saying like music that we're living for. So it is about the education and the learning. And it's also about finding joy um, and Mm -hmm. sharing voices and sharing resources. And so that's always been a really good one. Um, Pod Save the People from Crooked Media. Actually, I have three on here from Crooked Media because, you know, I'm like such a fan (laughs) of theirs. (laughs) And I honestly can't get enough of any of the podcasts or the people on them. Um, So the three from Crooked Media are Pod Save the People, What a Day, and Keep It. And they all offer something really different, which I appreciate. So Pod Save the People is with DeRay McKesson, Clint Smith, and Brittany uh, Packnett Cunningham. And they dig into the work of Black Lives Matter. Um, They dig into Campaign Zero, which is their organization that they started to work around um, uh, police intervention and things like that and it just does a deeper dive it's like your it's your like standard hour plus um podcast that digs into different topics what a day is the daily podcast from crooked media i think i've mentioned it on here before it is both funny and informative it's done in like 20 minutes and especially lately they have done a really excellent job reporting on what's happening um in our world. And Akila Hughes is one of the co-hosts with Gideon Resnick. And they are both like they play off of each other really well. But um, Akila just like had this. She just is very honest and very raw in a space where like a lot of people are listening and she does not have to do that. And she she puts her truth out there for all of us to kind of take in. And I really, really appreciate that. Um, and then keep it. You know, I love me some keep it. <laughs> 
with Ira Madison III, Louis Vertel. Um, they are just so funny and they are uh, always talking about pop culture, everything. But I think, again, especially they are never afraid to call people out. They are never afraid to share openly. They actually do a lot of interviews with um, black screen screenwriters, playwrights, um, directors, actors. They always have a different um, guest on each episode, and they are always someone that I have not heard of, which like is shame on me, but I'm always learning something from um, the people that they bring in, authors, um, you know, social media people. They do a really, really good job of diversifying who they bring on. Yeah, I think that's like the best part of that type of content is like, oh, I've never heard of this person. Like, give me the info. Exactly. Um, because I think there there is uh, an annoying circumstance of like some uh, interview podcasts and, and media that exists where it's like highlighting the like top five and you just mm-hmm. keep hearing the same story in slightly different variations. And you're like, okay, I really understand this person's perspective. Can you get right. someone new? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's so it's so refreshing to hear. And especially because, you know, like, I don't go see a lot of plays <laughs> necessarily. But to hear what compelled a playwright to write their play and how they move through the world and what they're bringing to the stage in this day and age and in their in our age range is just something you just don't hear from a lot if you're not within the theater world Mm -hmm. um so the exposure to new new people new ideas new stuff is just super encouraging um and the last one that i have here is the 1619 project this was from the new york times it's also in our website section um, because it's also from new york times magazine and they have a podcast um and the 1619 project if you're not familiar is um the the like series of articles um, and the podcast that talks about when the slave trade started in America um, and when enslaved people were brought to America for the first time and gives a really deep history of, um, you know, slavery in America, what that means, how it's impacted us today still. Um, And it's really powerful. It is a lot but it is powerful and I you know I think there's a lot that we're seeing that's like this is necessary this you have to see this this is super important um but if we're not aware of our history then we don't we can't kind of think through the other things like we can if we know where it started Mm -hmm. um and so I think that's why it's super important to take this on and 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 do the work with the 1619 project yeah. And I know I've all, uh, we've mentioned this before, but I always find the Moth podcast to be one of those important listens mm-hmm. that people should always have in their podcast queue because it it's about telling human stories and experiences. And I've gotten so much perspective about the Black community from listening to episodes of the Moth. And it's absolutely vital um, to be hearing and understanding and, and taking that in. For sure. Yeah, I like that one. Remember when we went and saw The Moth Live in Ithaca? That was so cool. Never cried so much in my life. It was such a cool experience. I went and saw... I saw Pod Save America live in mm-hmm. Philly, and Brittany Packnett was on that stage. And not only were her shoes killer, I tweeted at her directly after the show and was like, I love your shoes and your whole outfit and everything about you. But, like, I love the moth. That moth experience was so awesome because 
it was totally, it wasn't like a concert. It wasn't like a play. It was just very different, but you felt like you were all part of this like same community that got to experience this one thing. And it was very, Mm -hmm. very cool. So podcast lives are great. (laughs) Yes. And to hear someone's like raw emotional story, like there are many ones that are also funny and humorous, but uh, there are, they do a great job of curating content and like, especially in the circumstances we're in, they have a lot of really relevant stories that are worth listening to right now. And it, it will touch your heart in a way that gives you perspective that is necessary for you to be, especially as a white person or not a black person. So, so important for you to be paying attention. Absolutely. That was a good call. I like those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing that we've been thinking about are, uh, and especially people have been sharing on social media that have been uh, really relevant, are books to read. And uh, a few that I have recently purchased from recommendations that have been shared uh, by people I follow on social media include White Fragility, Between the World and Me, and A People's History of the United States. Um, I think to do reading as well as listening is really relevant and, and impactful. Um, to have a, a better understanding of just uh, where we stand and where 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 we exist in uh, in the world that we're in, and also keeping in mind if you are going to buy books, making a very intentional choice to purchase that book from a small business owner, specifically a black owned bookshop, if you have the ability to do so, which we all do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's an article that's floating around that we also shared on our um, page at Queen underscore speaking. um, That's from Afrotech. And it's like 10 black owned bookstores that are still operating during the pandemic. Um, That article went live, I think, um, in April. So and I know right now from what I've read, they're being like inundated, but they're working really hard to make sure that they can get orders out and, and give people what they are looking for. Two of the ones that I've heard about a lot are Semicolon um, mm-hmm. in Chicago and Mahogany Bookstore as well. Um, and there are reading lists like galore as to in addition to the ones that you mentioned, Brianna, there's so many reading lists that I think... Um, are not exhaustive. They're not like the longest list ever. They are kind of chunked out depending on are you a parent and mm-hmm. um, what part of, you know, this work are you looking to do right now? And so people have done a really nice job of, of chunking out those lists to make it more relevant to who's reading them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some of those on Crooked Media's uh, uh, Instagram page. There is a um, Oh my gosh, I'm going to forget. Rachel Cargill just launched a bookshop. Um, It's Elizabeth's Bookshop, maybe. I can do a quick search. (laughs) Um, And that just went live, and she has a number of book lists, um, I think, that are really helpful and, again, broken down by, like, what you're looking for. Um, And, yeah. That's our book section. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now because I'm like seeing. Of course, it's like nowhere on the internet. Elizabeth's Bookshop and Writing Center <laughs> in Akron, Ohio. So I was close. Um, but that has a ton of resources on it too for for books to to take in. 
Um, okay. Articles and websites, again, we could probably find millions, but we wanted to make sure that we, these were ones that we have looked at ourselves and are engaging with, um, on our own that we found really helpful. Um, just today I found this Ted talks playlist, um, that is, uh, understanding racism in America. And I was like, floored by it honestly it would there were so firstly there are 23 videos um they span so many different topics like medicine and journalism um and artwork and parents and um this man told this story about how 53 years ago he couldn't rent an apartment um, on an Air Force base. And he's still now having these conversations with his great grandkids today. Um, and it's just really moving. And it's it's like you talked about with the moth, like hearing people's stories in this way on a stage like that is just really, really powerful. Um, so that's a good one. Um, the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine is another one. Again, like you've got the podcast, but there's also the written word that you can find um, totally accessible on the internet. And like Brianna said, we will link all of these in show notes so you'll be able to easily find them. Um, and then the last one is The Great Unlearn from Rachel Cargill. If you can't tell, I'm like very much a fangirl of hers as well. Um, but she has, so we've linked her Patreon account, which is accessible even if you're not paying, but I highly suggest you do. (laughs) There is um, a starting place of five bucks a month, which I just recently did because I feel like I've been just taking in so much of her work that um, Patreon is a great way to support independent artists, independent Mm -hmm. educators, um, all of these different places. So she has provided frameworks um, for, it's a syllabus that you can work off of and engage with um, that shows you how to do this work effectively and sustainably. And she also talks about how to um, work with your employer and all of these different ways to have hard conversations in a way that um, is also effective and forward moving. So mm-hmm. we will link to that one as well. I I think that's uh, one of the things that I'm consuming the most right now is like the actual how-to efforts. So that's great to hear that, um, that those things are accessible. Um, I know you've I've been saving all the things because there's only so much I can consume in in this amount of time. And so this is one that I, I will be going back to. Yeah, and that we should take a pause there, like for that reason, what you just said, like, we want to also encourage people to take care of themselves right now. There mm-hmm. is so much to take in. And there is a, and you and I talked about this earlier, there, there is a want to take it in all right now so you know how to have the conversation tomorrow but that is just impossible and and if we're going to do this right and if we're going to do this for the long term we need to take care of ourselves in the process um and that happens in a lot of different ways and it's different for everybody but um we also want to make sure that people are taking care of themselves yeah the reality is that learning is hard and if you're re if you're doing a lot of internal work, this is usually something that you're doing too, like with a therapist or like right. having some really intense conversations. And so to go deep and really think about how, especially as someone who is has lived a life of white privilege and are thinking about all the circumstances in which they might have contributed to this, 
that's a lot of hard work to do and you're really going deep and to take moments for yourself to just like basically process and understand what you're going through like there's there's so much that you can consume that's helpful but you have to also take a break to like let it sink in and absorb and I think that's something that Sid and I have been having a lot of conversations about recently is just like we're taking it in and we're reading and we le- we're learning but there's there's a moment of reflection too to like okay I'm going to step away from this and maybe do something uh different to let my brain have a break because in order to like make an impact moving forward and keep pushing forward you have to also like there's kind of the push and pull where it's like learn 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 sit absorb rest Mm -hmm. soak it in and and that's important too and also they have there have been so many people who posted helpful resources about like how to communicate and how to talk through these things especially if you're going through a lot of emotional uh, emotionally taxing conversations with people, how to work through that and free therapy resources and things that we'll also share um, in the show notes as well. Cause I think that's, that's an important part of this process is like, it's a lot mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Be, be ready for some hard work. Right. That's the thing is it's, it's, it's hard. And, um, you know, to our, you know, non-black listeners, we are here to help in whatever way we can. And we understand that this is really hard work and, and we're here to support you. Um, and also to our black listeners, we are here to be um, listeners and thoughtful and, you know, find a way forward by doing this work um, and have have make sure that we're doing this the way that is right. Um, I know that's jumbly. I feel like <laughs> for us, this episode is is definitely like a learning experience, but we are here for it and we kind of are leaning into it. Um, so I just want to say to our black listeners that we see you and um, we are here and we are, are standing alongside you in the best way we can and the best way we know how. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> emotional. Um, okay. So the next one that we have is probably like the longest one and also the one that I will like geek out about the most. Um, because in my mind, I'm friends with these people (laughs) because I desperately want to be, um, because I've been following a lot of them for a long time and I have learned a lot, but I also just like, they make me laugh and they, um, just, just are bringing so much like joy to my online experience most Mm -hmm. of the time. Um, so it's just, it's really, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where we're just like, can I'm just reaching out to say, I like you. Um, so for me, the people that I've been following, um, that are sharing a lot of really helpful, um, tools and resources and other accounts to follow um, are Brittany Packnett Cunningham. I talked about her before. She's part of um, Pod Save the People, but she's also, we talked about her. I think we did a whole episode around her TED Talk on confidence. Yes. Um, highly recommend as well. We'll find she's that great. and add that link as well. She's awesome. And she's done a lot of great political work. She's an educator. She worked for Teach for America for a long time. Um, and so she's, she's an educator like by 
by nature. And so everything that's coming out of her mouth is meant to impact and teach. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's also fun. Like she got married recently and she does these newlywed and quarantined videos with her and her husband. And they're just really funny. Um, So I really enjoy following her. Akilah Hughes, again, who I talked about um, earlier. She's on What a Day. She is um, a comedian and she is a writer. She has a book out called Akila, obviously. Um, she's very real, but also very funny. She's got these great, um, like 30 or maybe less um, short videos on Comedy Central's YouTube channel that are um, just really funny. We'll link to those too. But the work that she's sharing is also really important. Um, Rachel Cargill, who again, we talked about. She has The Great Unlearned. She has um, the Loveland Foundation that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, She has a lot of great tools for us to continue to learn and educate ourselves. Um, Ira Madison III, again, he's on Keep It, (laughs) if you notice a pattern here. (laughs) Um, Super fan. Super, super fan. He is uh, a TV writer. He is a journalist. He is incredibly opinionated and is like my pop culture guru um he's really funny but again in the last week and ongoing he is not afraid to tell it like it is and share openly and honestly about what his experience has been but also what um people can follow and engage with to do this work um and then deray mckesson who is also on pod say the people among many other things he is an activist he's an author he um is just a central part of this conversation in the Black Lives Matter movement. So I would highly suggest following him as well. Yeah, I will fully admit I did not have enough Black voices in my Instagram feed. So the list that people have been sharing and recommendations that Sid has listed here are such great follows. And I've committed myself to uh, paying closer attention to that moving forward. And so I followed a bunch of these people. I've also followed Black Lives Matter and NAACP, um, mostly because I think having informational, like helpful, actionable content in my feed, uh, my Instagram feed on a consistent basis is really helpful. And uh, certain grassroots organizations within our community too are, are important. So finding those resources so you can keep tabs on like if you're interested in participating in local protests or um, finding ways to get involved in your community those organizations are really helpful um, as well especially because we're consuming so much on Instagram and social media and so to be able to get um, those messages in in a space where you are consistently is obviously very important um In addition to that, I found some really helpful uh, resources that I've been reading shared by um, a few folks, including I Am Sahara Rose, on what to say to people who make uninformed and racist comments. And I think, especially as uh, as a white person, I want to be able to like stand up and, and speak out against those things. And there there's a real moment of acknowledging like, yeah, I can say like, hey, that's not that's not OK to say or that's racist. But like, what else can I add to that conversation to make it more effective and to actually um, aim for change or aim for providing some new perspective for that person. Um, And I think to have kind of some like talking points or questions to ask beyond just like, no, don't do that is so, so important right now. 
Um, the other thing that I found really helpful and important, Bless the Messy and Muriel Sharper have been sharing really great resources on allyship. Um, obviously seeing a lot of things like in a, in illustrative form is really helpful and like digestible content that makes it easy for us to understand like here are things that you can start doing right now like i love a list i love mm-hmm. like key key tips on like start with this and we can't achieve everything all at once so there's like things that i've bookmarked and been like i'm going to go back to this so i think that's another thing that's helpful to remember is like save these things in your like collections tab on Instagram too, because you can go back and revisit it and re reread these things and rewatch these things because it's so important for us to continue to be like, I don't, the thing that I have fear is that people are going to like get feed fatigue and be, like mm-hmm. start ignoring those conversations and instead just like take the time that you need to keep consuming this content consistently moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I am so with you on Bless the Messy. I think she, and I hope this isn't, I mean this in the absolute best way, and I wish I did it better, but she fails beautifully. Like when she takes a step that is a misstep by her words, she is not just erasing it and pretending it didn't happen. She is so transparent with her audience. She is so um graceful with her audience and she is so thankful to be able to be in a space where she can share the way that she does and it shows in her work and it shows mm-hmm. in the way that she speaks to the people that follow her um and I'm just super thankful like she's a local to Rochester person and she is just not only is her artwork fantastic but she's also one of those kinds of people that you're just like I I want to be more like that I aspire to be more graceful when I fail and me be more graceful when I misstep and make sure that I am not hiding it, but showing other people like, look, I did that and I, I survived it and I'm okay. And I'm having mm-hmm. conversations about it um, because that's really difficult. So I'm super, super thankful to have her um, in our community, but she is a great follow as well. Totally agree. And like just the, the act of having like kind, thoughtful, empathetic words from people is really important right now and to know that like there are things that we can consume to help us just better understand our stance and and our perspective and and other people's perspectives and knowing that like we're all in this space in a slightly different way because we all have lived life in our own way and have our own experiences but being able to say like I see you and I understand you as an individual is the the way that these folks communicate about that is so important and it's really meaningful too to like know that people are communicating and putting themselves out there to like share these things with us in a way that helps and educates and informs and we need to be able to give back to them in some capacity whether it's like buying their artwork or contributing to their patreon all of those things Mm -hmm. are so vital Absolutely. Um, and the last one that I have here that I I follow, even though I'm not a parent, but I find it really helpful, um, is uh, The Conscious Kid. And th- it's really geared toward parents and having 
um, these conversations with your kids, whether they are non-black or black, um, but how you do that at a young age and have it still be effective and um, have it land and ha- and answer questions that kids have. And I just, I find it, again, not a parent, but I'm like, oh, I am benefiting from this too because I have young nieces and nephews. My friends have kids and um, I'd like to be prepared to have these conversations with them if the, you know, if the situation Mm -hmm. ever arises. So I think, you know, if you're around kids in any capacity or you just um, want to share that resource with your friends or family who are parents, um, then I I find that really, really helpful. Hundo percent. Hundo. Um, The next thing we want to talk about is where to register to vote, because as you said earlier, Bron, um, where we make change is in addition to many other places, but specifically at the voting booth. And we are really committed. We did this, I think, in the 2018 election. Mm-hmm. We um, were as vocal as we could be about um, the importance of not just voting in national elections, but in your local elections as well, and engaging with that and making sure you know who's on the ballot, what they stand for, how you um how that affects you and your life, but also the people that you love and care about lives. Um, And if we want any change to happen, this has been said um, a number of times this week, but there are primary votes going on right now. There's a really big vote happening in November that we want to be a part of. Um, So we want to include where we find our voting information. Um, It should come as no surprise that I find mine at Crooked Media. (laughs) (laughs) I think that they uh, they share they had a great campaign a couple of years ago for the 2018 election where you could see who was in your local election from their website. Like you just pumped in your zip code um, and they had everybody on your local election list. And that was super helpful to see um, kind of a one sheeter on where everybody stood on the issues. And I found it mm-hmm. super helpful and I will most likely find it very helpful again. Yeah, that's uh, definitely something that I will be digging into seconds after we record this episode. Um, (laughs) The other thing, too, is like, if you aren't registered to vote. Oh, yeah, let's start there. (laughs) Get your booty out there. Just do it. It takes literally two minutes. Um, Rock the Vote has a really great resource to get that started, to get going, to to make that happen. Make sure that you're all uh, officially papered up. In terms of your your registration for vote, make that happen. Don't forget. Don't delay. Do it. Do it now. We'll link to this in show notes. Um, But the other thing to mention, too, is that depending on the state, like, by the way, there's also still a pandemic happening, everyone. Right. (laughs) So the circumstances of that um, may uh, be different in certain areas, depending on where you live, um, make sure that you get some understanding of uh, whether or not your poll locations will be open by the time that you will be uh, voting in your primaries. Um, For us, it's in a few weeks in New York. And so um, apply for your absentee ballot if poll locations are likely to be closed. And you can do that uh, on your county website. Usually, if you're already registered to vote, they'll send you a request, which I received, which was great. I did, too. It was cool. Sent that in. So, um, again, very important for your voice to be heard and make sure that we can... uh, I read something that Barack Obama had shared on Instagram. (laughs) The best. We should have included him on our social list. (laughs) 
I, it does not go without saying. Can't be a miss. Follow him right now. Um, his words have been uh, especially powerful in these days because uh, we'd really appreciate a president that shows up. Just saying. Just, um, it's just a small thing. So he had noted, like, the, the places where we are making change, having better... Um, better community activism starts in your local communities and we have to like the people that are making these decisions the attorneys that are uh sending these people to jail for doing really effed up things murdering people you have to be able to commit to uh voting for the people for the right people to be in office to uh charge those people accordingly so it's important for us to consider um, how our funds are being spent in our communities being mindful of um, who you're voting for in your local elections and paying close attention to that so uh, get after it click that crooked media link to get some more understanding of the people who are up for election in your community um, again we'll share it in show notes queenspeaking.com slash 123 please make sure that you're registered to vote and do it Yes, I totally agree. Second all Stand of it. Strong. Very important, 100%. Um, we wanted to finish with our resources that we're sharing with some of the places that we are donating, paying attention mm-hmm. to the work that these um, organizations are doing to support this movement. Um, and so we'll kick it off with Campaign Zero, which I had mentioned earlier. Um, Campaign Zero was started again by... Brittany Packnett Cunningham and DeRay McKesson, and their focus is on limiting police interventions, improving community interactions, and ensuring accountability. Um, This is super important. They just released, um, I think it's called Eight for Change, and it's Mm -hmm. eight separate um, things that police are currently um, allowed to do, I guess, legally. that they are moving to add to like a ban list that they're not they're they will no longer be um admitted to do so this is an important campaign i think if we've learned anything in the last few years um there is so much that can be done if we empower our communities to work together and 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 flow money into community resources that can help um, bring people together give certain parts of our community what they need um, and limit our police interventions because if what is happening is the result of those police interventions then they need to stop um, and by Uh, working with Campaign Zero, there's a lot of learning you can do around what that means um, and contribute to the work that they're doing to to create an opportunity to have less of that. Um, So that's one. The Black Visions Collective is one that I just recently learned about. It is out of Minnesota, and it is support for black political leaders and activists. Um, And this obviously came up a lot when um, we were learning about George Floyd and his murder Mm -hmm. and what, what needed to be done to prevent things like that from continuing to happen and it is making sure that people um, who want to be in politics who are leaders in their community have an opportunity and a and a um, box to stand on to um, make that move into the political landscape and black visions collective makes that happen um, here locally in rochester there is a black lives matter um uh chapter i don't know if it's an official chapter but i think the 
woman who runs um, the Instagram account BLM Rock NY on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been sharing a lot around the protests that are happening here in town where funding is needed. She also is accepting um, donations to the Black Lives Matter Rochester chapter um, via Venmo, via Cash App, all those fun places. Um, and she's just sharing really good work. So we are appreciative of that um, here in our city. Um The Loveland Foundation that, again, I mentioned earlier, this is providing therapy for black women and girls, and this was started by Rachel Cargill after she had done um, a fundraiser for this at her birthday um, to provide uh, therapy, free therapy for black women and girls. And I just think I know how much I get from my therapy sessions and how important it is for me to have that consistency. Um, And so having this resource, making sure that there's something there for um, women and girls who can't afford to go, but making sure it's accessible um, by providing that funding, um, I found was a really worthy cause. Um, And lastly, the NAACP, which um, from their website, and they could obviously say it better than I could, but ensuring political, educational, social, and economic equality of rights and to eliminate racial hatred and racial discrimination. Um, The NAACP is everywhere. They are incredibly vocal. They are, um, they as a group are making widespread change um, for black people and educating and making sure that we understand what's really at stake here, especially like what we talk about in our elections. Um, so that is definitely another worthy cause um, mm-hmm. if you are looking for places to donate. Yeah, the other um, I'd like to add to this list is the uh, Bail Projects Bail Fund, um, particularly because there are so many protests, many of them peaceful, happening in the United States and people are being um, incarcerated and the bail fund essentially is working to combat racial and economic disparities in the bail system that exists right now and providing funds to um, to make their their bail um, after they've been incarcerated, which I think uh, is a worthy and important cause for us to consider. Absolutely. To. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that I've been reading more and more about. Um, so that's what we have for for you know our donations where we where we're donating, where we encourage people to donate. I'm, again, this list is ours alone, but there are so 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 many other um, people to follow, places to donate, books to read, things to watch and listen to. Um, so I hope that you're finding um, that work out there, and I hope that this list is helpful for you and your continued work. Um, on your own time and your own space. And we just wanted to end with some things to keep in mind. Um, I think one of the things that we're learning is how to not center ourselves in the conversations that we're having and remember that um, this is not about you. This is about supporting a community that desperately needs our support. And however we choose to do that is our work. It is not putting it on someone else's plate. It is not Mm -hmm. asking for help when we can help ourselves. we are listeners, we are learners, um, but it is not about us. And I and I think that we forget that even in the most unintentional of ways. Um, and so I just want to keep that in mind. Um, don't ask when you can Google. <laughs> 
I think it is. This is uh, applicable for so many things, too. So I know. This is just a, like, read. Do not ask when you can Google. (laughs) Just period. Or Um, like, hey, I found this resource after Googling. Is it the best one? Right, right. Make make an active effort to do the work first. Yes. I think that that is a more appropriate thing to say. Make an active effort to do the work first. Um, That's important. And it is easy. And Google is accessible accessible to all of us, we should use it. Um, Understand that this work or everyone will work differently. Everyone will do this differently. Obviously, I wrote this like in a flurry of emotion. Um, (laughs) And it will not look the same for everybody. It will not live in the same lane for everybody. If you are not a person that goes to protest, how else are you doing this? I think what I what I we can all feel guilty about what we're not doing, but if we focus on what we are doing and telling people, if you're moving forward, if you're doing the work, then st- then stay in that lane and amplify it and make it loud. Um, just make sure you're doing it. So I think mm-hmm. that you know, shaming people for where they are not is not a helpful use of our time. Um, but finding a way to lift up where people are is is really important. Yeah, and I think with that. A- a focused effort is also much more effective too. Like if you if you know there are certain areas where you need the most growth, put the put the, put the work in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and lastly, I you know I struggle with saying this because I don't want it to be misconstrued, but I do want to say that is it is okay to be angry. It is okay to have big feelings about this. Um, it is okay to have your feelings. And I don't want anyone to take that away, but also be aware of how you're sharing what you're feeling um, and who you're sharing it with. I think that, you know, we've talked about boundaries how many times on this podcast um, and this space is no different. I think that if you are at capacity, know what that looks like for you. And if you need a break, know what that looks like for you. And if you are, if someone is coming to you because they need an outlet and you're not a, a, a you're not in a place to take it on it is okay to have that conversation as well um we are about boundaries on team qs um and we want you to have your feelings and we encourage you to have your feelings and share them when people are ready to to you know have the conversation um but always ask and always know where people are at i think that that is an important place to live yes check in ask ask for people's uh feelings and thoughts and perspectives and share we're all in this together just trying to trying to fight the good fight we are this is an important one so i almost swear swore but stand the f up and we don't we don't do that on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) even though we think it all the time yeah um So this was, you know, I am so glad that we did this. I hope that this list is helpful. Um, I love you, Bron. I know that you you are doing great work. I know that we are sharing um, on our personal platforms, on QS's platform. Um, We are here. We want to have the conversation. We are ready for the conversation. Um, And we encourage you to have it with us. We are on board. Um, That being said, I know that we have reiterated uh, the show notes link, but I think it's exceptionally important for us to say it again because there are a lot of really important resources and links to things that we're sharing in this particular episode and want to make sure you have very easy access to it. So 
queenspeaking.com slash one, two, three. Happens to be a very convenient number this episode. Not uh, straightforward. Remember it. Commit it to memory. Type it in. Click some links. Do the work. Show up. Make it happen. Um, and have those tough conversations. And uh, let us know if there are things that you've seen that have been really helpful because we'd love to reshare them on our Instagram at queen underscore speaking. And thank you for joining us today and sending you all love. Yes. We need more yeah. of that in the world. Absolutely. For everyone for everyone for sure love you Sid love you Bron shall we break let's break <laughs>